like. <laughs> and welcome to the Down and Fun Podcast. I shall be your host this evening. Uh, my name's Warren. I'm going to be hanging out with a few of my friends while I'm drinking a uh, Narragansett Dell Shandy beer uh, on rocks. Yeah, I like to keep it fancy. Did you put it in a glass? No, of course not. Oh, wow. What? No, I thought it was there. No, it came like this. Uh, and with me, <laughs> with me, I'm my friend's Mike. Hey, Mike, what are you drinking? I wish you would watch it. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Nature's uh, Vodka uh, Tea. Ooh. Um, I got a, a nice green tea blend, courtesy of the Eubanks house. Uh, specifically, it is the Bigelow brand, uh, <laughs> green tea with peach. That's uh, that's in terms of like the Deuce. Yes. Series, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Highbrow stuff. He's yeah. sipping it with his pinky out. You can't really tell, but he also has a mustache. We're gonna have to upload this. The mustache mug, it, it makes it. Uh, Jesse, we've been watching as Mike sips hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just about I, I've been watching. So I finished BoJack Horseman season two. I was ranting about it a little bit right when you guys hit the record button. Um, it wasn't that good. And I really like that show, and it, it kind of irked me a little bit how not good the season was. It was one of those things where the, the season, in like the final two episodes, was like, hey, look at all these cool things that like is going to happen next season. Like We're going to set up this really cool stuff. And I remember just sitting there being like, well, why didn't you do any of this cool stuff this season? Like... Why put off something fun like that when you could have, like, just gone in hard and brought out these cool things? And, like, it really didn't. It really didn't. Josh is shaking his head. Hold on, I gotta... I, got, I, got, I, got. I don't think he's shaking his head at the point you made. I think it's just the phrasing. It's... it. Are you not using phrasing anymore? So, like, BoJack, so I have a bunch of notes. Like, Princess Caroline was... Everything with her in it this season was amazing. Was one of the best plots they had done in the show. Spoilers for BoJack? Eh, not really. Not really. Not spoilers. She's in it no matter what. So everything, any scene that she was in, I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Um, But like, I don't know, just some of that show, it's like, so we just talked about Stranger Day, or Stranger Things. I keep saying Stranger (laughs) Stranger Days, because it's a movie. Um, Stranger Things. The one thing that BoJack suffered from, too, is that Netflix syndrome, where they have to make the show, like... 26 episodes long and like they gotta fill all these times it's like Bojack would have been really good if it had only been like 12 to 14 episodes and then they didn't just stretch it out because there were so many episodes that I was kind of like you guys aren't really doing anything except Bojack sitting around being like everybody hates me I'm like you're not doing anything like this is stupid and boring um, same thing too with like Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones would have been a lot better if they had cut like four episodes. Yes, it would have. Like it would have been phenomenal yes. if they had gotten rid of some. Because Netflix is still maybe they're changing that because after seeing Stranger Things, where they're like, well, we have to fit this criteria that a TV show does, and now they're maybe getting rid of that. <clears throat> Josh, anything uh, different than what you've been watching? Yeah, Josh. Uh, what you drinking still? Still drinking the Dale Shandy, courtesy of Warren. Um, wow, these episodes actually, come out like a week apart, so you're gonna be mooching off Warren's beer for like, oh, yeah. a week straight. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I did. Uh, I did watch David Cross's special today while I was off. Um, 
which was titled Making America Great Again. <laughs> so you can kind of guess the tone of that comedy special. It was actually interesting because it was only partially funny, and then there was a lot of ranting from David Cross. Um, but I agreed with him on a lot of things, so I actually enjoyed it pretty thoroughly. I, uh... I've been watching, I'm um, drinking the Shandy, I think I was talking about before. I did finally get a chance to watch The Danish Girl with uh, Alicia Vikander and, um, oh boy, I forget his name right now. He has an awesome name. He was in the movie about Stephen Hawking. Eddie Redmayne? Thank you. Yes, I think he's an awesome name. Anyways, uh, Eddie Redmayne. So Alicia Vikander and Eddie Redmayne, and that was called The, Dan- the Danish Girl, which the mm. premise of that story, I guess kind of talk about their early kind of onsets of um, uh, transgender, uh, which was very, very good show. And especially for me being in Vermont this weekend, I was talking to Jesse of the wide angle, the shots they use of the scenery and everything that was actually happening in that movie and what I was able to see this past, past weekend has been phenomenal. Um, definitely go watch that movie. Very small cast, maybe five, six people. Um, but it does bring up a lot of interesting things, especially now, because I think it's finally have a chance that we actually kind of talk about it in our actual society. But that was just a beautiful movie all around the music was phenomenal and just some of the things that they talked about which I didn't realize any of the relationships in the movie and I went in blind as I always do but this was one of the movies which I wanted to watch in theaters and just missed because it was in like I think November or December um, but uh, or maybe like early January but definitely go see this movie or have a chance to watch the movie it's very very good um, not too long but it does it has a, a really nice first, sec, first act second act third act sort of thing in which case it's Almost like a traditional play, and it's a period piece too. So it's um, do like axes and um, costumes, which are phenomenal. The wardrobe was awesome too. So um, definitely gonna go check that out. Um, also been trying to binge watch a bunch of different like weird documentaries, like smaller films on Netflix. I haven't found too many of them, um, but I've also been delving into a lot of musical theater. But I'm not gonna get into that for right now. <laughs> Uh, it's always awesome. Shut, shut your mouth. Um, Trash. One thing that I I have been watching ish lately. Uh, and I feel like we should reflect on this, is the Olympics. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that... Yes. It's funny because it just started. I was uh, We were at Suicide Squad during the opening ceremonies, and none of the actual good Olympic events have started yet. They're all just doing the prelims. So I really got nothing. But it's been fun. Yeah. I mean, I like I like even the prelims. Good talk, good talk. Uh, I know yesterday we started watching this. Uh, it was me, Jody, and Alicia... We uh and her parents. We all started watching this at like ten, ten thirty and didn't stop watching till about like maybe six. We watched it this entire day and from volleyball, like outside but beach volleyball to inside volleyball to cycling to uh uh whitewater cra- uh rafting to I mean you name it. Like, Did you, you see the dude hit a sofa? Hit oh, that was, sofa. That was kayaking, sorry. Yeah. What whitewater <laughs> What are they all with, like, a beer fridge in the middle? No, I think it was kayaking. It was kayaking, yeah. It was, it was a weird kayaking because it was, like, a really closed course, but they had to, like, go into these, like, actual things and yeah. swipe their head or something. I don't think it's just like... Yeah, well, one dude... Uh, so, they, apparently, they didn't drain the river correctly, oh, and he no. hit a sofa. Like, legit, just like, a, you know, an Alston Christmas sofa. <laughs> Wait, did they just have to cancel the whole event at that point? Well, I, I'm I'm assuming that guy was not very happy with his run. Yeah, they had they had to cancel uh, all water events. So 
crew like things that are out in the lake because there was winds the wind to the yeah lake, but that's 40, that's not necessarily that's not government or infrastructure issues that's just weather related oh yeah but it's it's one of the timing things because this is the first time they had to cancel something into instant so back in 19 like 19 mm, i want to say 19 you could say any year and we're gonna believe you yeah no, no. <laughs> well, it was very <laughs> really early i want to say like maybe the 1960s or something like that really they had to cancel an event and they completely canceled all water events yesterday because wind, because the wind, wind was insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, they should have canceled more things because people also got hurt in the bike racing too. Because that lady had a gnarly crash. Yeah. Not yeah. as bad as the. Uh, the you saw the guys the, crash. The British gymnast who. Uh, yeah. Was it, was it not the pole vault? That's the um, horse. The horse. Yeah. The pommel horse. Oh. Yeah. Brutal. It's tough. But I thoroughly enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy everything. About yeah. It's it's nice 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 good uh, gringoism. Or jingoism, jingoism. Gringoism. White people. Yay, white people. Except for Jesse. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy watching um, all of the Olympics. I think it's all interesting. Uh, I don't like seeing how bad USA is killing people in basketball, but... Uh, they, they won, I think, 130 to 70 yeah. today. The women blew out. The women broke a world record already in the prelims. I'm like, it's the preliminaries. I heard. I heard. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I heard. Uh, Brittany Griner blocked some chicks so bad that it looked like one of us playing our five year old cousins. <laughs> Apparently, like, I think some girl from Senegal tried to drive the lane, and Griner just like literally swatted her to like she was hanging out with. Uh, Doc Emmett Brown in 1850 and Back to the Future 3. Like, that's how bad she got swatted. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind it. I, I want I want USA to dominate, of course. Did you guys see any... Did you guys watch any of the swimming? Oh, my gosh. Phelps. I, no, that's not even, like, the big... Well, and, and the 19-year-old yes, uh, chick broke, breaking... She broke her own record. record. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Oh Is Missy Franklin... How is she doing this year? That I don't think she's doing. I don't no, she's in it. I, but I think she, I think she uh, sprint swims, which I think are a couple days from now. So, the bi- I think the big ones, in which case... Um, uh, Phelps is going to do another one. Phelps is going to do a bunch. I yeah, he's got a couple coming up. But there's a guy... Who's the guy who's always, like, battling against Phelps? Lochte. Thank you. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Lochte. Lochte. Is yeah. he doing it this year? He must be. He there's no, I mean, there's nothing else that they're going to do. Well, they did the 400 backstroke. He wasn't there, so we'll see. But enough about Olympics. Let's talk about our main feature. Sorry, we have a lot of tangents today with your fancy tea. So what's our main feature, Warren? Uh, well, it's one of Josh's favorite movies. We'll see if Josh can uh, introduce it. But Josh, what movie are we talking about? We're talking about Suicide Squad. <laughs> Uh, the newest movie from the DC Universe, uh, director David Ayers. It was released on Friday, I believe, and it had one of the largest summer offs, largest August openings ever in history, which was awesome. So, we're going to get into it. That's about the only awesome thing about yeah. this movie. We're going to get into it. We're going to be talking about spoilers pretty early. We'll let you know exactly when we talk about that, so kind of keep in mind, because this movie was all over the place. But uh, we'll go really quickly. We'll talk about um, some wins. We talk about a lot of criticisms, and we'll hopefully have a chance to kind of end off well with some of our inputs of how to necessarily fix the movie, if even possible. I'm not sure if it is. And then we'll lastly, we'll finish up on grades. So um, let's start with a couple of wins and see uh, what we got. So uh, who wants to start, Jesse? Uh, I can start, because mine will be real quick. Sure. Um, 
This movie sucks. That's not a that's there not are, a positive. There are no wins for me. I thoroughly disliked every minute of this movie. And um, the only performance that I might be able to give a positive to is Jared Leto. Okay. His Joker was kind of a cross between Heath Ledger and the cartoony Joker, which I was fine with. Um, there were some points where you could hear the kind of growl in his voice where he was trying to do a little bit more of a dark Joker, but the overall tone was a little more cartoony. Um, the intro scenes were okay, I guess. Like the first couple minutes of the movie where they gave he us like those. a quick rundown. It just, I mean, I'll get into my criticism of that later, where it did not fit the rest of the fucking movie. Um, but... <laughs> They looked okay. Um, are you talking the, about like the quick rundown where it's yeah, like int- this is who they are and this is what they did? And All right. Like, well, okay, so fine. the very first scenes because they introduced Deadpool and not Deadpool, uh, Deadshot and Harley Quinn, and then they did the intro with everyone else. And I hated the first two with Harley Quinn and Deadshot. I mean, it was all pretty terrible. Again, but it, those I was talking more about the intros for the other. I'll characters. agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. They, they were kind of cool looking. It kind of they had the slide in where it was just like here's how many people they've killed and there's their list of crimes. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Um, I I feel like Harley was okay. Um, I appreciated that Margot Robbie was in her short shorts the whole movie. <laughs> her New York accent was not all right though. It was not. Um, but the rest <laughs> of her performance was okay. Um, so those are my only wins from the movie. Told you I'd keep it short, sweet, to the point. That's pretty long. You guys move on. Uh, Mike, wins? Yeah, uh, I guess I'd have to start with, uh, there's finally color in the DCEU. That's a win. You mean the poorly lit yeah, I, I, movie? Yeah, yeah, it was poorly lit, but at least it wasn't entirely grayscale, which was the first two movies of their... I thought you meant black people and Hispanic people. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought she was serious. I was like, well, I guess he was, he's right, but... Uh, I mean, That'd be amazing. The, what balls <laughs> on Zack Snyder to make Superman like a Mexican dude. <laughs> like, that would be... Yo, S.A. <laughs> like, that'd be incredible. <laughs> That's racist. That's what I'm I, Spanish for all they know. <laughs> Well, okay. Mike. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, wins, they finally had some color, which was fantastic. It wasn't just entirely gray. Um, I thought Batfleck was good again. I Like, he was, he, for four minutes, three minutes in the movie, he was standout, which is not good for the rest of the movie, but good for him. Um, I thought that three people, or two people had great performances, uh, one person had a very good arc. Uh, so the character who played Amanda uh, Waller, uh, very good performance. Her arc was a little bit silly, but like very good performance. Uh, dude, when she shoots all the people, like the, the FBI agents Bio in the room. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal, uh, when, phenomenal actress. Yeah. When, well, when she offs all the agents in the room when she gets rescued, totally out of left field, very uh, just efficient and great way of portraying that character. I also really liked, uh, to echo Josh's point, I really liked Jared Leto's performances. Um, I have a little bit of criticism on how the Joker was used, but we'll get to that later. 
Um, but I thought his performance was good and true to like the Joker as a person. Um, and then my last, like my one true actual win was I actually thought that Diablo had a very good character arc. Yeah. Um, and he was the only one with the character arc. And again, we'll go into this in criticism that I read a whole bunch for that. But you actually understood his motivations for not wanting to fight. And then you had a couple scenes going forward in terms of like establishing backstory for the character, the way that it should have been done with the rest of these characters. Um, so you establish, you establish like, all right, he doesn't want to fight, he doesn't want to fight, doesn't want to fight get a little bit of backstory, oh, I understand why he doesn't want to fight. And then you have that breaking point where he, you know, he flames up and, you know, Johnny storms everyone. And then, uh, and then you get, like, the final actual, like, hey, I'm not just this man with this ability to produce flames. I'm, like, an ancient, you know, South American demon in me. Yeah, that was... I was fine with that. It was, it was, it was a nice showing of, like, he was actually possessed, and him as a human being was trying to keep it that possessed demon down. And then when the world needed it, you know, because he had to go fight the giant dude. I have to step in for a second and sure. say that I disagree with that. All right. uh, I thought his character fucking... Wait, we're not in criticism yet. I know we're not no, in no, criticism No, 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 go with, your, go with I, direct I criticism. Like his, his progression, maybe it was just because the whole movie was so choppy, I just didn't feel it. At all. He was and the only I character like I felt. Was, he was so stereotypical that I just, I couldn't even watch him. When I saw him on screen, I was like, oh, you're doing the, oh, I say I'm doing, I'm dealing drugs and I'm, uh, I'm taking care of my family. I'm like, but, just but, move on. But I think the point was that he stopped doing that. And I think that he realized that he had those, like, abilities. And so he's like, well, I can't because that's what would be stereotypical of me. And, like, I could be just be like, ah, you know, I'm going to go waste all these people. And I think that's that it really played into, like, I, hey, I'm stopping, you know, using any sort of ability to hurt anyone, good or bad. The, the, the stereotypical part that I didn't appreciate, though, was that he had to learn this lesson by killing his family. Because it felt like, oh, he's a fiery Latino, Mm. And he just killed his family. Oh, now he's learned his lesson. Yeah, that's fair. I, he was, to me, he's still a win because he's, he's the only one that moved. He was literally the only one that went from point A to point B. Every other character was static. And if we're trying to pick out wins, um, a character that actually shows progression is, is that's, yeah, well done. <laughs> fair enough. So I, I actually really liked his arc because he was the only character that that actually moved. Every other character, the way that you define them at the beginning of the movie is how you would define them at the end of the movie. Yeah. Except for Diablo, and that's it. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm gonna agree with a couple of things. In which case, you guys talked about um, Joker and kind of Harley Quinn. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting. Um, very complex, sometimes confusing, and it looks like. Uh, through some of the scenes, I wasn't entirely sure of like, what kind of Joker we were getting or what kind of timeline or what kind of time frame if the Joker necessarily changes or not. But, uh, I mean, I liked it because that was probably the biggest thing that everybody was talking about coming to this movie, by far. 
even more so than the movie because the last joke we've seen was Heath Ledger and I think everybody thoroughly enjoyed that sort of portrayal of Joker there was a big uproar um, for him when he first came out too everybody yeah. was like really this yeah. is what we're doing yeah so I mean it was it's a very different very very different piece and from what we've seen I know that we're probably going to see this Joker again and we're probably going to see a kind of a story arc and a progression to how he becomes this particular Joker um more gangster, more still quirky, still weird. And I know I've seen a lot of other reviews that talked about that he was more of a um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg sometimes, uh, but not necessarily so crazy because Jesse Eisenberg was almost Joker and Batman vs Superman for that mm. one here. Um, but it wasn't. But I, I mean, I liked it. I like Harley Quinn's character for the most part. Um, and we'll get into some other things. I know we're going to talk about this movie a lot, but kind of focusing on more of the wins is I can I definitely saw that a lot of these characters has some sort of connection um they just simply miss the, the the beat on this and I'm not one and I know none of us are ones to kind of go to a movie and say oh we hate it the, the reason why we go to these movies is because we are entertained and we want to be entertained and we want to make sure that we can have like suspend our disbelief and actually enjoy this sort of piece of art or something that we're trying to actually see but it's very frustrating and it's very, very depressing when we go and watch this movie. Besides what money we paid for it, and it's just on the simplest of terms, or it's not necessarily kind of hitting it. But pulling things out of seeing that, oh, I can necessarily see that of seeing the connection between these characters, whether it's the, the boomerang guy and Deadshot and Harley Quinn and um, even Flag. Uh, they had some sort of connection of kind of love or kind of longing or something like that. And I can see that each of these characters can necessarily be on the same team fighting for some sort of love, even Diablo's character. Uh, but one had more to do with loss. One had more to do with kind of parenthood. One had more to do with like sadistic love and stuff like that. So I, I can almost, almost see if that's where David Ayers was trying to go, uh, which was... He just missed the mark. Yeah, like, well, the, the motivations were ish there yeah they just weren't established yeah i mean we're gonna move into criticism in, in a moment too um and we'll do a quick segue into that but that's some of the positive stuff that i did have some of the graphics was nice too um but and i just like the one thing that i did like it was interesting was cool i guess if you're going to be a dead shot like that'll be cool to see you know what kind of gadgets going to use and if you're going to hit everything like with a in, a, in the bullseye and that scene in which case shows off his skills is pretty interesting and um, Good scene. Yeah, yeah. The one the one small scene that I did like about it is when um, they talk about the actual gun and Will Smith is just uh, released with handcuffs and they're talking about we want to show what you got and he fires the shot in the air um, and everybody flinches like oh my god and he goes he goes around like sniffs in the ears like oh my god sniffs the gun for the gunpowder he's like oh and it almost like brought him back I like I like that scene a lot. It was super cheesy, but I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." After that, I was like, "All right, that's that's stereotypical. It's cool." But like the whole the visceral feeling of like you belonging to something that you you crave, although he didn't want to do it from what he was saying, but it looks like he still enjoyed killing people, so that was kind of weird. But he enjoyed that visceral feeling of yeah, you know, I like the fact that I can shoot anything I want, and that one scene I thought was pretty cool. So that's a. Some of my wins for that. We'll see what we got. I think a good segue into the um, the negatives actually would be a good point that you just brought up is that we don't go to a movie 
yeah. to dislike it. Yeah. I really wanted to like this movie. I came into it, and I'm a big Batman fan. The Joker is a great villain. I wanted to like this movie. This is the movie that we all kind of thought that, like, this is the DCEU stepping up. This is the DCEU competing with Marvel, and then we're going to get Wonder Woman and Justice League next year, and it's going to be on equal footing, and they're going to be competing with each other. But we didn't get that. We didn't get that? (laughs) We got nowhere near that. Yeah. It's It's frustrating because... I mean, like we talked about, we joke about it a lot, but, you know, I go into these movies blind just so that that's probably why I'm one of the people who like this movie as much, because just about all the reviews, I know Brylin's sick, so he couldn't be here, but Brylin legit liked this movie. Out of the out of the gate said, you know, I like this movie. Um, and I would love to see some of the things that he talked about. He also liked Apocalypse as much as Civil War. That's so. very true. We're not going to talk about said He said it was better. We're not going to talk about how wrong he is. We're just going to talk about the fact that Brian didn't like this he's not, even, he's not even here to defend himself. But, you know, at one point when, when I said this and I talked about this controversial statement of, you know, I had fun. I thought it was interesting. Like, I look at the superhero movie and at one point I'm going in with zero expectations. I have no idea what to see. I don't know who these characters are. Like, it was very interesting. But just for the entire sto- the, the the structure of it was so messy. It was like, wow, I... There's no way I can grade this movie high, but I had fun. I thought it was interesting, and I see that there's a lot of there's a lot of potential in the actual scenes. There's a lot of potential for it, but their execution was so poor that it's, it's just it's just held everything that's, back. That's the criticism I think for the entire DCEU is just there's potential. You uh, in terms top five superheroes, I, I can we agree with this one? Top five. Let's go before 2008, before Marvel really kicked off. Superman, Batman, uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, the Hulk. Okay. I hate Superman. That's, no, 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 but, but, but in terms of visibility, those are probably your top five in that order. Uh, maybe Batman's over Superman. I forget who I said first. No, Superman's the most recognizable superhero in the world. So, yeah, yeah. So, can we agree on that? That, like, going into it... Go, go over it one more time. Superman, Superman Batman, Batman, Spider-Man. Yes. Wolverine, the Hulk. Eh, the Hulk's a bit of a stretch. But who, well, who year, else is there? What year are we talking about, though? Uh, 2007. Before. So, were the X-Men movies out at this point? Where yeah, you yeah. Could, you could say that maybe, like, <laughs> Cyclops... Nope. Or Storm maybe I made their way up there. No, I think Hulk is... Because Hulk had the 90s... Like show, he also had the yeah, the show, show and he had the movies. Yeah, the I, I'd still say he had, he had the roller coaster in Universal. Yeah, I'd say I've been on that roller coaster many a oh, time. Oh, I love that roller coaster. But <laughs> is, I so is it closed? No, no it's Are it's because sure? of weather. Yeah. yeah, but so so anyways, anyways. Oh, Doctor so, Doom changed. The Doctor Doom changed. Yeah, because they the about. rights are weird. Um. <laughs> so anyways, but so DC is starting off with two of the most recognizable heroes. Out there, potential—that's potential right there. You can tell great stories. They have great stories, and they've just missed the mark. In now three up outings. Can you do? So I, I think I, the the frustration comes mostly for me. This is number three, and it's gotten progressively worse. At least for me. I enjoyed Man of Steel more than I enjoyed Batman vs Superman, and now I enjoyed this movie less than I enjoyed that movie. So it's just been going downhill. So if, like, if we were gr- drawing up a graph, 
the fucking Marvel movies are going up. They're getting better and better. And I'm excited for Doctor Strange because I saw the trailer Pumps. for it in this movie. No spoilers. Okay. But it looks amazing. And they have Benedict and Cumberbatch. Yeah. Who you know yeah. is going to... You know who he was. <laughs> I hate uh, so much. So it's like they're just... The graphs are going opposite ways. Marvel's just getting better and better. And DC is just sinking their own boat. That is a that is a very interesting... I never looked at it that way of... Because we talked about it. Was like, oh, which movie do you like more? And then when we, when we were talking about Batman vs. Superman, it was like, oh yeah, I like Man of Steel better. Um, but... Question, do you count Christopher Nolan's? No. We can't. It's not part of the DC okay. yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. entertainment universe. So, I mean, and that's the thing that, like, you had Nolan's... I honestly... Depending on how, whenever... I think it's 2018 that the Batfleck solo film comes out. I think I think Ben Affleck has a shot of making a Nolan-esque movie. I think he, if, if Ben Affleck directs it with the way that he directs movies and the way that he's acted Batman, I think that movie could be potentially on par with a Nolan. Depends on he how much interference he gets from executives. Yeah, he right. definitely has a shot. And, like, this is the thing, is I love the Nolan Batmans. Yep. Love all three of them. No matter what anybody says, I love all three of them. Um, and, I mean, even if I... I'm hoping... That Batfleck is gonna be good. He's he's in two movies though, been the best part of both of those movies. Well, the issue that I do have with this movie and looking at the timeline is, you should really push back any other movie with DC. Because if you're telling me that the Wonder Woman movie and the Justice League movie are coming out before the new Batfleck movie especially the Justice League because that's gonna have that has a, that's a culmination of a lot of different characters that currently are not working well, so we don't like, even know half of them well at least we know Superman we know Batman and we know Wonder Woman and at least we've seen those three inside of a movie that didn't work yeah Superman yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's a formula that's not working now I'm assuming that we'll get into this in a little bit more of the movies with the stinger is we're probably going to see some resemblance of this movie spill into these next sort of kind of movies that was happening here because we know that Joker's going to come back. I... So, well, I'm saying this is my feeling that we know that Joker's going to come back. You should truly flip-flop it around. Make, maybe, I would say make another Batflick or something, a Bat, Ben Affleck sort of Batman movie then do the Justice League movie. And that way it gives us time to forget this movie that we just saw and forget Batman vs. Superman. Give us some time to kind of process what we got out, get a new Batman movie, figure out, okay, let's get back to some equal ground so then we can actually go on the up and up towards Justice League. Well, all right, so... Is Justice we, League the next one, though? No, There's it's Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, yeah. But Wonder Woman's a period piece from World War One. Nothing to do with the current events. So... This is, I know t- originally we were talking about this, like, in pre-pro, um, how we didn't want to necessarily, like, do criticism, criticism. We wanted to do kind of how to make it better. And I think Warren hit it on the point that the DCEU is trying to, tr- like, it's trying to cram too much into 
not enough movies. The fact is, though, relatively speaking, we just got Guardians of the Galaxy with their third movie. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel was, what, nine, ten? And we just got that with DC. Like, this is, and this is, like, a realistic criticism that, let's say, uh, DC entered with Man of Steel, which we can all admit, I think was a, was a passable movie. Yeah. Depending on, I, I don't like Superman as a character, oh, so, yeah, but it's a, it's a decent movie. And then, imagine if right after that we got, we got Batman. Like, that was... Second movie in, you just you hit off with Batman. Because one of my big criticisms for this movie was I hated the inline Joker. So I liked Joker as a backstory character for uh, for Harley Quinn, but anything that was involved with the current timeline, I hated. I thought him showing up with the the minigun on the roof was stupid. Like I it it made Harley like Harley Quinn is supposed to be just this random just psychopath. And the fact that, like, they gave her slightly kind of a motivation and kind of try to redeem her with, well, she has no one to live for now because she thinks the Joker's dead. I hated that. So imagine if we let off with, we let off with uh, Superman and then Batman. And, hell, you don't even need to tell the Joker story. You can just kind of hint to him. Imagine if, like, we, you went to a traditional Batman story and it was just him versus the mob and a bunch of people ended up dead. And all of a sudden, at the end of the movie... You, he, he's chasing clues, chasing clues, chasing clues, and he sees a man in a, a white mask. And then he's, like, you know, catching people that he's killing, like, you know, like, I don't know, the mayor or something. Your traditional Batman victims. And he catches a man in a white mask with a goggle over one of his left eye. And then he, he ends up beating the hell out of that guy in a long, crazy fight. And it, it's, it's clear that this man has been killing for two hours, just non-discriminately and he rips off the mask and it's Will Smith mm. and that's Deadshot and that you say uh, that's a criminal that's a criminal that's killed people that I care about who good guys then it's sense of way you can introduce the Joker at that point too it's you know I don't know make him like behind the whole scenes <clears throat> you get the whole the whole thematic thing and then we hit we hit the, the justice uh, not just like a suicide squad and I think the biggest failure of this movie was motivation. The fact is that, you know, Deadshot was the main character, for lack of a better term, and no, he, he wasn't a bad guy. Well, he, was, he wasn't the main character. He was the main character. I, I he felt was flag. basically... I felt flag, I know, but I felt flag... Are we the criticisms? Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah, are yeah, totally yeah, shitting yeah. on this movie I felt right flag now. Flag so, was flag is one movie? of the flattest, most annoying characters oh, I've but, but ever this, this seen. Is, this yeah. goes back to motivation that, like... We don't know Deadshot is a criminal, and so the only thing that we've present, been presented with that is that he, the classic Will Smith character, has issues with his kid. It's in every Will Smith movie from nowadays, but but he... God, come on. I know, man. I know. But so, so, so the only thing that we've been presented with is that he is struggling for money to try and provide his daughter with a better life. We don't know he's a villain, we just see him as kind of like an anti-hero. That is just like, he's doing things because it needs to be done. And so I think that destroys the whole motivation of like, we're the bad guys, because we don't actually see they're bad guys. We feel bad for them. Imagine if the only thing we knew, like this is like the sixth or seventh movie, and the only thing we knew about any of these characters was they're, they're horrible human beings. And now we have a new perspective on them. We'd actually feel something for the yeah. characters. I thought at one point that that, <laughs> 
uh, you know, Will's, uh, Deadshot and Flag had gotten to, first of all, his name's Flag as an American general. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's from the comics. Okay, I know, but, anyways, so, um. The cheese is, is Rick Flag, he's been around since yeah. World War II. Okay, uh, I, I, I mean, get it, but, mm, a little much. Anyways, so, <laughs> Deadshot and Flag had talked about it, he was like, well, you're some sort of, like, army general? He's like, yeah, but you're just, like, a, a gunman for hire. And I thought for sure that some of the wording that they were used and the outfit that um, Will Smith was wearing had a cross over his, his... His cross was completely out. He had a necklace with a cross on it, making sure that he's kind of sort of religious. I'm not entirely sure. Does he really feel for these people that he's killing? I thought for sure that one of the lines is going to be that, well, is Deadshot used to be in the army? Was Deadshot used to be like above flag at one point and kind of lost his way of all the stuff he's seen, so then chose a different path? And when they find out more of his history, I was like, oh, he actually used to be that guy. He fallen off because he actually seen that, and that's why he's quote unquote like the the most wanted sort of person. But that's actually a good question know. for people that don't know anything about some of these characters. Yeah, I didn't know, and I didn't know anything about these characters, so I'm thinking that this is going to be his redemption moment. Um, but that didn't happen, and one of the biggest criticisms I have is, well, what's his objective of the movie? You know, he already had enough money. He just got two million dollars. For it's only redemption if you know that person's a bad person. Yeah. And they never made it apparent. They made it apparent that he's a dangerous person. Yeah. Well, but he even never said that he was a bad person. He even said that I don't like. He said I don't like killing people. He also made a, th- a claim of, I don't want to do this, but you just you can just choose not to do it. What makes you do this? Is it because they're bad people? If it's because they're bad people, then we as an audience need to know that they are bad people. But we as an audience are sitting there like, oh, you just killed this guy with a badass shot that's a ricochet and just, who the heck are you talking to over the phone? I don't... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that yeah was I'm, not the, getting, I'm not getting this information. It's, it's just kind of unclear. That was their one moment that he was like a mercenary, but they didn't even like frame it as like the person that he was killing as a bad guy. Yeah. Or it was a good guy. They framed it as like, oh, this person needs to die. Just kill him. It's like, well, all right, well, was he a corrupt politician? Was he... Did he just kill him? Yeah. And his, and his daughter said, and calls him out, I'm like, well, you kill people. Like, oh, mom, mom said I can't be with you because you kill people. And that was it. And he didn't defend himself. Like, honestly, I know you can't probably defend yourself against a 10-year-old, but you can at least try and say that, well, you're, you'll, you'll, in the classic lines you hear in kind of superhero films of, well, you'll understand when you're older because maybe these people are bad people and maybe I'm a good guy just kind of under wraps. Is that not the, it's like, now I'm wondering, you know, what sort of, um, message are you trying to send me? Am I supposed to be rooting for these characters or not? And I know a lot of people and a lot of reviews have been talking about, well, if these are truly bad people, these are bad people trying to fight even worse people. Right. But initially, are we supposed to be rooting for these bad people? Probably not because they, they're terrible. Well, I wish they would have just chose one direction or the other. Yeah. It's because the tagline of the movie is um, worst superheroes ever. Hmm. Right. Was it? Right, I don't know. You don't know? I'm pretty sure that was... It was it was worst superheroes or worst heroes ever. Something like that. So it's like, establish them one way or the other. Are they bad guys or are they good guys? Are they bad guys that are fighting against worst guys? Or what, what are we supposed to be looking for here? Yeah. 
Well, and they, I never feel like that ever gets fully they, established. It's also too early in the universe for them. Like, the, the whole reason for them was like, all right, well, we have no one else to fight, like, fight superpower people. Well, it's like, well, no, 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 you got the Justice League. They're forming. Just wait, wait, wait a year and the Justice yeah, League mean, will take care of this. Let's go back to that because the early scenes of the movie show Batman apprehending a victim and. Uh, not a victim, a criminal. In the same location. That's and, the big one. And the Flash apprehending someone. Full so, uniform. In full uniform. Yeah. So where do they go the rest of the movie while the Suicide Squad is going in? Well, to fight so that's, fight? that's one of the big things is that, so the end teaser was basically just like, yeah, don't worry about assembling the squad again because the Justice League's got it. That's and it's just fine, like it totally. Where were they this whole movie? But it also it totally it invalidates the movie because it's like all right, well we're we're just never gonna see this team again because they are so underpowered compared to the Justice League. Like why would you ever assemble this team again when you can just call in the Justice League? I think I have a bit of an issue with the actual sort of timing of it also, um, and I talked about some of my criticisms, but. I'm not entirely sure how much time has passed, but everybody still thinks that Superman's dead. Oh, he's dead. It, it takes place six months after. Six months, okay. So we know, right, they're, they think that Superman's dead. We know Batman's still alive. We know Wonder Woman's still alive. We know Flash is still alive. These people, these three heroes, for lack of a better term, are there. Now, Batman could be somewhere, somewhere completely different in Gotham. Okay, I get that. Wonder Woman also could be kind of going back to her house, a home, or whatever. I get that. And Flash could be in a completely different sort of location. Flash could be fucking anywhere. Yeah, but he could Forwards be... Forwards and backwards. He could be in a different location. I get that. So, my thing is... Okay. Right now, Super, Superman's dead. They're even a, a big thing, in which case the... It's funny as we mentioned this, and I told this to Josh... The uh, one of the main guys was actually the guy from Stranger Things, the Hopper. That's kind of funny. So, oh yeah, yeah, that was him. Who was he? Hopper was in the movie. He's one of the agents that was talking to Viola Davis or I mean, oh really? Character. Yeah. Anyways, so one of the things that um, kind of talks about is like, what happens if you know Super Superman rips the um, top off the top off the White House, steal the presidents? What then? And from that speech that was, I guess, in the trailer, that's also in the movie. She thinks that it's the best idea to create this team, but realistically, they she caused the issue that then they have to go and fix. Well, even before that, in reality, is Captain Boomerang going to stop Superman? Well, that's a huge criticism of this. <laughs> that the fact is that <laughs> the, oh. the enchantress Chantress, I right. can't pronounce okay. any words. Alright. Uh, she was so unbelievably overpowered. Like, when you think about it, you got an elite, like, an elite sharpshooter. You have a very top-of-the-line soldier. Flag? Flag. Okay. You have a chick that's good with a sword. You have a dude who's good with a boomerang. Ugh. You have uh, you lose the scene. You have you have a dude who's strong and has tough skin. You have a chick that literally is crazy with a bat. What about the flame guy? I know, I know. That's that's the one trump card. That's like literally, literally. If you were thinking about composing a team, and then you're like, yeah, you could have these people, or you could have just one guy who can shoot flames from everywhere. I would choose the one guy over the entire rest of the team. And that's a problem because, like, she was 
So the Enchantress was literally, like, she was able to call in lightning strikes, pinpoint accuracy all over the planet. How is that team going to stop her? And she could teleport to places that she doesn't see or know or anything. And she could just show up anywhere. And she can also take over people's bodies. That was not thoroughly defined. So the justification, too, in the comic books is that even though these, like the Suicide Squad and all that, even though these guys don't have superpowers, they can go toe-to-toe with the the big dogs. That's why they get pulled in, at least in the comic side of things. It's like... Harley Quinn, even though she doesn't have any superpowers, can go toe-to-toe with Batman. Like, she does it on the regular. Mm-hmm. And, like, well, Captain Batman Boomerang, Captain Boomerang is the Flash's, like, one of his biggest enemies. Like, sure, it's funny, but you can actually fight him. Well, I mean, Harley Quinn with Batman makes sense, but how does Captain Boomerang stand up against somebody who can exist in multiple dimensions? Well, it it's, does. It's our, it's, here's the thing. We have a huge divide here. We have something that's we can probably see a little bit easier, a little more believable in an actual comic, an animated series, than now what was, what was given to us. I'm sure they could have easily, easily made Captain Boomerang, who was played by Jai Courtney, who was a pretty good actor. Um, Captain Boomerang? You mean uh, discount uh, Tom Hardy? <laughs> Jai Courtney is a good actor. You shut your mouth. But Tom Hardy is my one. Hey, you guys uh, turned to Say whatever Hardy. you want, bro. Say whatever you want, man. I love Tom Hardy also. You but but that's, again, that's one of the failures of this movie is it just didn't inform the audience of the power level of these Correct. people. Well, and then here's the thing. When they did inform the audience of the power level, we've gotten, okay, it at one point 9, when you start introducing, huh? It wasn't over 9,000. Somebody it, was over 9,000. You know he had to die. So spoiler alert, but he did. Um, we already talked about him dying. Yeah, I know. Who? Diablo. Yes. So, yeah. here we go. Uh, well, I mean, when they introduced the characters, the first thing I said, I was like, oh, this is very really interesting. And then you just shoehorn this, oh, this guy can cl- climb anything. Oh. Well, that was the most obvious. Well, this guy will not be out of this movie for clearly, more than five minutes. Clearly. And that was sad because I'm like, well, you didn't, you didn't even get an introduction? Why didn't this guy get the... Oh, there's his head exploded. Oh, okay. That's why he didn't get an introduction. Yeah. It's guess, obvious. And apparently he's in the poster, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> that he's in a poster. And like he's in a big, he's a prominent character in the poster, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and then the other one was like, okay, cool. So if he's going to die because he's clearly the weakest link or I guess no one cares and he punched a woman and everybody thought it was kind of funny. Um, on the opposite end, you have a guy who's super, super overpowered that chooses to use nonviolence, that's enforced to use violence, then end up saving the team. But he was clearly too powerful, and he had to he had to die from some sort of explosion. That was well, that was stupid. The fact that they're like, well, yeah, we can't do it. Like there was nothing special about that bomb under under the brother, and yet that was their way of killing him. It's like, all right, well, just make up some pseudoscience to like make me believe that this bomb is. Like the fact that he could get roasted by Diablo, like Diablo was kicking the hell out of him for a little while, then they're just gonna be like, yeah, regular like you know TNT is gonna kill him. At nope. Least, <laughs> at least get some sort of artifact or some sort of um something from the where the um the archaeologist found the uh, enchantress and the brother. Yeah. Get something from there and maybe it links to it. That's how you fix this movie. Of cool, these bombs are special. These two bombs are special. And this is how it's going to kill 
this one, and it's not all gonna kill that one. But yeah, yeah, because it was it, it really it was like his sacrifice was like, well, couldn't you just shot him a bunch of times? The brother, that's basically TNT. What was the brother's abilities? Uh, I mean, he's well, first of all, he on. was shooting tentacles out of his hands. <laughs> But you know what looked great? And the, he must have been creating the army, right? No, she no, was. she was. Well, they she showed her. her. Yeah. But he gave her his powers. Did she? Did he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, who because cares? she was dying, she got stabbed in the heart, and she's like giving your powers, brother. And then, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't it, fucking matter. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure those were his powers. It's tough to say because we don't know. But because I he do was like possessing, the fact he possessed the body first. How does she lose in a hand-to-hand fight versus those idiots? Like seriously, let, let's just talk what? about talk about powers. How she she literally can just like apaporate for all oh, y'all Harry Potter mispronunciations. Um, disapparate, please say it correctly. I thought it was not apaporate. It's called disapparate. I didn't think it was. Let's not get there. We'll keep going. I thought it was just apparate as well. Yeah, I think it's apparate. Yeah, so apparate. <laughs> Phones. Megan! Can we just it's keep so going. but she can so she can apparate started... anywhere and she gets beat by a chick with a baseball bat. Dumb. Uh, but can we go back to I mean we're already we're too far into the uh, shitting on this movie section to not mention how fucking choppy this movie was. I mean, I'm pretty sure they said before the movie released that they had to do like two or three reshoots of several scenes throughout the film and other shit got cut out. Like the Jared Leto doesn't even know where most of his scenes went. This movie was a good. choppy fucking mess. And the music. to go off of that, and this is something I learned today, was apparently so... The team who, all overseen by David Ayer, the team who made the trailer initially was way, way before the movie was even complete. So that team made the trailer, and the trailer got awesome, awesome reviews from it, and everybody's like, yes, we want that to happen. The movie was then made, shot, a little bit edited, and stuff like that, and now spliced to be put together. Instead of having the team that made the movie... They chose the team that made the trailer to then cut all the movie together to make a more complete work. And this is the outcome now. Well, that makes sense with most of Harley Quinn's lines just sounding like trailer. But that's or an issue. Even like because, we, well, here's the issue. Because the team who made the trailer wasn't, wasn't realistically, not from the information I've read today, was not a part of the movie making process. So they just I mean, got it. It's like, oh, cool! I just woke up and now I have to. Well, to be fair, most, from most that, editors that, aren't on set or anything. That quick review that we saw that the Ryan Dowds of the world sent us, um, when he was talking about particular scenes that were just randomly thrown in there, that's what I was talking about when I was talking about this movie. Felt like it was written by somebody who was fucking writing fan fiction, like the Joker going to tor- torture Harley. And then the scenes, like, meld together, and there's that weird purple haze, and then they just, like, it's choppy and weirdly edited. You're like, this doesn't fit the rest of the movie. Where did this even come from? And then also, one of my criticisms has to be, uh, I know I I like the performance of Jared Leto, but that scene of him 
throwing Harley into the vat was probably one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in my life of any comic book. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It was so cheesy and terrible. It was super comic booky though. Well, it was comic booky, but it didn't fit the rest of the. Oh no! I Nothing like, I like in this scene. movie is cohesive. Right, right. Nothing right. in this movie is cohesive. They're just, they're just. DC is just trying to do too much. They're, they're trying to do too much. The fact is, all right, all right. So to, to take a step back, Warren, close your ears. No, just don't talk about it. Well, all right. So just don't talk about it. Well, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to say. So the fact is that uh, Marvel's what. 15th movie, 16th movie, will be Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is fighting one of his oldest villains in a high school drama. 15th movie in. Literally, like, crazy amounts of time in. And they're doing a simplistic story. The fact is that Suicide Squad is the third movie, and it's expecting you to know 100% of the Joker's backstory in this universe. 100% of Harley Quinn's and, like, exploring that. You're just... You're just you have nine hours of movie under your belt. You're just making such crazy leaps. But here's the thing about that, and here's a huge caveat to this actual point, Mike. If they didn't have that issue with the Sony link or uh, the the Sony link leak, yeah. and all that stuff happened, we would not have this movie. Uh, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, that's 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 a huge huge component. Right. That's the reason why we even got as in we as in Marvel, even Marvel even got Spider Man because. Right. Because the, the Spider-Man that we we already had was awful. Yeah, but, all right. So it fits my uh, truthfully, it fits my narrative better than the other one. But fine, the movie that we're gonna get two movies before it or three movies before it, Civil War, thirteenth movie, and that's what Batman versus Superman was. But but yes, I, there's literally but, ten but Spider- movies in but between. But Spider-Man in particular is a bit different because he. If it's, Marvel would have always had the rights to Spider-Man, off the get, uh, off oh, the yeah, go, yeah. they would have started with Spider-Man before doing Iron Man. Right. I, I, I truly think they would have done that, and it would have changed the game for everything. Right, right. It, I, I, again, it doesn't fit the narrative when you actually talk about it, but, uh, <laughs> but I still think that it's it's interesting that you can go back. Fine, Ant-Man. Small contained. It was the eleventh film, or. 12th? I think 12th film in like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Your first episode of this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, self-contained. Didn't really matter. Fought basically his own counterpart in uh, the Hornet. Um, and, and that was the 12th film. Whereas like here we have Suicide Squad again trying to establish every single one of their backstories in one movie and expecting it to come out. And then also establish their motivations for this movie in one movie and expecting it to come out in like it just doesn't make sense to do an ensemble film with the third film with an ensemble cast that we've never seen before yeah and that's what it comes down to yeah it's tough it'd almost be better if they said screw the backstory let's just start here and just started with like Act Three, and that's what leads me to believe of why I would love for them to push back these ensemble movies. They won't because they're mostly shot. I know, but it's only gonna make like yes, Wonder Woman's fine. Okay, I get that because we're at least establishing some sort of character that you've already introduced, and now you're trying to retcon some things. But whatever. 
don't think um, they're recon, but I, I, I think Wonder Woman. I have high hopes. I, I mean, I've said I, that about every single yeah, DCU yeah, movie, but I, I don't know any information <laughs> about it, and I'm coming into it like obviously like a like a wee baby. That's fine, but um, <laughs> at least at least push back the, this ensemble of Justice League because you're introducing characters that we've only seen a 45 second clip of. That's like less than 45 seconds. That's it, and you want to tell me now? Well, now a minute if you've seen the Flash with this movie is that. We're gonna see an entire movie with them because that that movie of Justice League will be again what we've seen in Batman vs Superman of oh hey here's a small little kind of taste of their powers there's a small kind of taste of their powers here's how they don't like each other and here's how they bond together and this is how they fight something big but that's gonna get old because then we're gonna be like we've we've seen this already we've already know what's gonna we, we already know that. Don't waste 20 minutes out of a movie. Give me something more original about this movie and why these characters are interesting. <laughs> they tried to make Guardians of the Galaxy with their third movie. I think, again... Which, it's funny. We were talking about this last week. During Star Trek, I think you brought it up. No, it was him. No, it was me. Yeah. No, but somebody else mentioned that you brought it up. But anyway, the point is, you brought it up. That, that was supposed to be like Guardians of the Galaxy. This was Guardians of the Galaxy. And to credit my friend on Facebook, Jesse Hunter, Ugh. Uh, Jesse. she don't like him. Yeah, Jesse's she bad. is a girl. It's true. Poor um, him. But her quote is: "Suicide Squad was literally Juggalo Guardians of the Galaxy." <laughs> that's good. I don't like admitting a Jesse said something smart, but that's good. No, I'm scared too. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Introduce them before this movie. Batman solo film. Yeah. That's all, that's literally all but I'm saying. But the Batman solo film was too late. No, that's what that's what I'm saying. That DC could have saved themselves a whole bunch of things if they went Superman. Because, so, I was talking about this uh, the other day. That S- Superman is like Thor. Superman, so, in terms of, like, overall storytelling, um, that... Thor came down out of space, the hammer hit the desert, and then all of a sudden the people of Earth said, we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And But we already had stories on Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, with Thor's technology, with the, you know, the Tesseract, um, and you know, the Hulk and whatever. And so, but, but Thor is the catalyst saying, there's other stuff out there. Essentially, you're starting with Thor, with Superman 1. And I think that could have been effective storytelling. That you say, alright, the world is completely different now because this alien came out of place. Do Batman next. Do Batman show what the world was, how it's changed, and give us Batfleck. Give us the evolution of how Batman went from the self-righteous vigilante to the crazed torturer of, of people. And then show us the villains that he's fought. And then do Batman versus Superman saying... Hey, these two huge powers are butting heads. Mm-hmm. It makes the Justice League, when they in- inevitably team up, that much more effective. Yeah. Like, I think the order they should have gone with, Man of Steel, Batfleck, Batman versus Superman, as you're like, pseudo-Iron Man 2, Wonder Woman, and then Justice League. Too late now. Too late now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you introduce the two, your two protagonists... You have them butt heads with a third one, and then you also give that third one's backstory, which you could do what they did with 
Captain America where they introduce something that pays off in the team-up movie in World War One, like, kind of quietly. And then, and then you do the team-up, and then you could do Cyborg, Flash, and introduce these other guys, and then do Suicide Squad. Because you've already established the villains at that point through all their solo movies. Ways to fix it, but... Ways to fix it, but they, they had to get to the Justice League faster than Marvel could get to Infinity War. But, you know, what it I'm... It sucks. In, That's the truth, though. What I'm interested in, in all this information, and we talked about, you know, our wins and criticisms and the ways to kind of fix it here, you know, let's go ahead and round off of, you know, last-minute thoughts and overall grades, because we can talk about a lot of ways to fix it, but we're not getting paid the millions of dollars to fix this movie. We're just here watching these movies and talking about how bad they are sometimes. Uh, I'll start with you, Josh, and I'll go to... Uh, Mike, uh, Josh, what's your grade? I'm interested. Let me sit up. Let me do the, the hands together. <laughs> Boy, um, this movie all around was a, a train wreck. It was a mess. It uh, was poorly edited. You could feel when there were obvious reshoots. The movie was too dark a majority of the time. Um, I feel like the plot was not cohesive at all. It didn't make sense when they, certain characters were, uh, they wanted to turn somewhat good, like Deadshot's sudden turn when they're in the bar, Whoa. and then rallying everybody else behind him, and why they would rally behind him, and even if they knew that the computer... That scene like, made sense to me. That was a cool scene. The problem that, that was I, probably one of the worst scenes. To the me problem that I had was the scene immediately before that, where as soon as they realized who they were saving, and they're like, "We'll just just shoot Waller, because she can't kill everyone at once, so just shoot her." Like, why the hell would you save her? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that sudden turn? It was one second. It was we we're, we're we're the bad guys and. Those were extremely cheesy lines, and I, I was okay with it being in the trailer when Harley broke the window and took the purse and said, eh, whatever, we're the bad guys. So I was like, all right, that's She's cheesy. She's a trailer person. Yeah, I mean, her and... <laughs> she was literally trailer Her trash. and the Joker. <laughs> the jo- all of the Joker scenes were in the trailers. Really? Yeah. Yeah, every single one of them. So it was just like there was nothing new to find there. His tra- his scenes didn't even make sense sometimes, like where he's laughing with surrounded by the knives. I was like, why did that feel so weirdly cut and forced? It was a, it was a cool, cool visu- visual. Yeah, didn't that was the first time I saw it. It didn't fit anywhere. It didn't make any sense. I know uh, he uses knives from the previous information I know, but that's... Yeah, I mean, but otherwise that scene didn't fit. Nothing fit. It all felt like it was just pieced together by people who didn't know what was going on. And some of the scenes didn't feel like they were made by professionals, as I mentioned before. Well, all right, so the Enchantress, that scene when they're facing off, literally looked like they had a drama, like a drama club high school behind her, like flailing around those little tarps. Like, it didn't even look like bad CGI. It looked like bad drama club acting. <laughs> like, it was so bad. That's The, the scene when she was, like... When uh, Carol De- uh, Delvini was like the actual Entrantress, was the worst graphics I think I've ever seen. Besides like Sharknado and The Room. 
Yeah, and I mean, that just kind of emphasizes the the CGI in general was not... The room. That room. No, that room. Okay. The, the best room. movie ever made. Uh, and <laughs> Because some of the CGI just didn't fit in certain places. Like, I know I liked the character intros... Where it said it gave you the quick breakdown uh, breakdown of their crimes and stuff, but there was always a weird like super colorful graphic, and the rest of the movie is so dark it just none of it felt like it fit together, and I don't know what point it was in the movie it might have been halfway maybe two thirds of the way through the movie I just wanted it to be over, um, I don't know if I can fail this movie, but I'm gonna give it a D minus. All right, um, I'll go, and I will see one thing that I did forget to mention, and this movie did upset me. Like I said, I did have fun with it. I still enjoyed uh, bits and pieces of it, and I saw that there was some potential in this movie. Um, I'll be really interested to see if we ever, if we ever give them like kind of a, a do-over, kind of eternal sunshine of spotless mind, like erases from my memories. You do over, recut the movie, and then see what we got. I'll be interested to see what happens there. Not possible, but you never know. Um, but, uh, the one thing that I was so pissed at was the fact that you're telling me that I have documents that are top secret that says top secret on them. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't happen once. It happened multiple times. Even when Will Smith throws a binder that says top secret and it just shatters on this window and then like all these things are kind of flying all over the place. It's like... Come on. Even with the stinger, it still said, hey, this is top secret. And somebody else... I know else... you mentioned that before, but there's so many movie tropes and, like, silly things. Yeah, that but... Movie, like, that, that, is a, that is one in particular. Oh, uh, that, it was so big because it kept... It, it was top secret, red bars, back, white background, red letters, says top secret on there. And I was like, come on. You don't have to do that. You are a comic book movie, Sure. Just don't even show. Just show me that you hit. Like you're handing me information. I know the information is going to be top secret because you're in a secret meeting. So I get it. I, I definitely kind of get it. But that was one of the issues that I necessarily kind of had with the movie. Um, the music at one point, I know in the first maybe like five or ten minutes, I thought I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of interesting. This is going to be kind of a memorable movie. But then it looks like throughout the movie, the movie was the music was too loud. And the music was taken away from whatever action it was. The music was way too loud in certain scenes. I was like, I, I don't know what you're well, trying to do. And some of this music didn't make any sense of the actual scene. So that's that's part of the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Yep. They're just inserting. It kind of worked in Star Trek. Like I know, oh, I know, oh, I for sure. on it for like being a, a Guardians ripoff, and, but it worked. Like sabotage. That was still a very cool scene. This, they're like, oh, let's put a bunch of popular music from 10 years ago into it. And it just didn't work. They tried to put too many songs and that were just, just like, like... clips of the songs. They were just, and they were just inserted at weird times. They were grossly inaccurate in, like, where they were. Like, they, it just... It just didn't... Like, I don't know. It was cliche. Like, my, my buddy was bringing this up the other day. That was like, how many times have you ever heard, like, a character be like, yo, show me what you can do. And then all of a sudden you hear... Bum, 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 bum. It's every movie that every movie that song has been featured in is always a show me what you can do scene. <laughs> and like, it, it's just like, all right, yeah, oh, 
Cool. So this movie's supposed to make a billion dollars. It's a great dollars. song. I love the song. But fuck. Come on. Just use it in a different... Oh, just... Yeah. Like, again, they're trying to insert popular music... With Guardians of the Galaxy... Let me rewind for a second. With Guardians of the Galaxy, it made sense. Literally, his dying mother gave him a tape of anachromatic... Second time? This podcast, I've used that word. Yes, it is. Great. Anachromatic music. First and time. so... It makes sense that those songs reappear throughout the entire soundtrack. We have no sense of, like, these songs matter to these characters. They're just pop songs for the sake of being pop songs. And Basically, too much trying to recreate Guardians. Yeah. Right, and there's just too much of them. It's like, oh, here's one song, followed by the next song, followed by the next song. It's like, all right, well, there's no significance. I'll be interested to see if I'm going to pull up the soundtrack to this movie to see exactly what's on their soundtrack. Um, but, you know, overall, my grade... Uh, we talked about Joker. A lot of scenes didn't make any sense, and Harley Quinn. Uh, if Josh is giving it a D minus, I have to go higher than that. I was, I was favoring that. I was like, oh, I thought for sure he's gonna give it a D or uh, F. Excuse me. Um, I would have to say that this movie is a C minus. I'm giving you a sour face. The only reason I didn't fail it is because we've watched Zombievers together. <laughs> I think that might be the only movie I've ever failed. No! Zombievers had so many hilarious lines. Are you kidding me, Rivers? No. That's Suck the only a bag of dicks! Come on. <laughs> that is the best line ever last year. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's the only movie I've failed. So oh. I will keep this from... Clearly you haven't seen Jupiter Ascending. I have not, still. So... Good. Yeah, I, I feel like Actually, I've only heard if we were gonna, things about it. If we were going to do probably a review of Fantastic Four, that might actually get an F from me. No, it wouldn't. I saw that movie. You saw the movie also. Who else saw the movie? I wouldn't feel that movie because it was. We're we're not gonna. We'll we'll talk about this in a bit in your After Dark sort of sequence. But uh, I don't think it was there. That movie. That movie was doomed to the beginning. <sighs> Let's. Let's just move Let's on. Let's just yeah. Blue, yeah. go. We'll go, talk go. about it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, I just give this a movie a D. It was not good. Why? I you just, wanted to make a D joke. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I could have made. Oh, I didn't even think about going the other way with like the D, but um, yeah, I, I did just, not think of that. I, went, I thought that's what you were asking me. You no. Just gave me a really bad. D yeah, joke. I gave a, a really bad boob joke. Yeah. But I. Uh, yeah, I just I couldn't establish any of their motivations. The special effects are bad. The I don't know. The, no one had character arcs. Like it just it just didn't work for me. Straight up, just it didn't work as a movie. The only good thing about this movie was Batfleck. And the fact that I was supposed to see it in IMAX 3D, and they came out two minutes before the movie started and said it's gonna be in 2D. We're giving you all vouchers that I'm going to use on Rogue One. It just I still feel conflicted even giving it a D minus. I want to fail it so bad. There is nothing that I enjoyed about this movie. Uh, I enjoyed. I don't enjoy this more than Star Trek. Some of, some of the some which of the, blows my yeah. mind. Some of the early action scenes with uh, Deadshot were pretty good. But early the, the part the, the, the part that he goes well filmed. 
but there was no motivation to it, so I didn't enjoy it. So. Right. Well, uh, no. The, the part that I look at, I thought was dope. But besides the one that in gun range scenes, when he finally kind of, he was like, "Oh, we need to help each other out," and he goes up and just fucking destroys all those fucking people. Like climbs in the car. And yeah, that was like, cool. All those down. That was pretty cool. I like that show. That might be the only good scene in the movie. I did like the also visual effects of the brother when he was doing his tentacle thing through the actual pillars and the pillars were shattering but it was also changing part of it and it was like being like seeing weird and I think that was because we were probably in 3D I thought it looked pretty cool um that was a little bit of it but no I'm gonna change my grade failed it (laughs) shit I shouldn't have said the last (laughs) one no I I I don't think it failed but it came very very close for me I just I couldn't get throw this in at the very end Changed my grade to an F. Yeah. <laughs> and he just left, left the room. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very close to that. I, I wouldn't fail it just because it had enough-ish. You got to see Deadshot's actual mask. That was pretty cool. Yeah, which I wish they did more. They had it for the one scene. No, I'm saying, like, I'll put this mask on someone dies. Well, maybe we need that. Yeah, I mean, they put a mask on Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr.'s beautiful and face. Bane. That suit's awesome. Yeah, and they also have the, the inside the mask look. Like, they could have done that for Deadshot. They could have, like, had him put the mask on and still done the... Like, but the then they would have gotten flack because they were stealing... It's, it would have been it would have been better than him fighting without a mask for most, most of the movie. Well, the, probably that, so Will Smith can see his face. Right, no, that's what I mean. Like, like the only reason they didn't have him put a mask on because it was Will Smith. Yeah. And I think that they should have done the whole Iron Man thing because I think the blowback would have been... Oh, well, it doesn't matter because no one's no one's giving this movie any blowback because the fact that they didn't have Deadpool's original costume because that's Dead insignificant. Deadshot. Deadshot. Sorry, Deadshot's original costume because that that is insignificant to the rest of the full failures of this movie. Yeah. But overall, very low grades. Um, as a whole, it's a pretty pretty low score. The one thing I'll say that if you already have seen the movie, if you have watched the movie, chat with us about it. Feel free to tweet us. We'll, I'll, sweet, uh, I'll go ahead and put everybody else's kind of tag on there so that we can have uh, a nice, uh, controlled conversation on Twitter. That's what we normally do, right? Um, or feel free to kind of put on our page on our Facebook page. Um, our Twitter is going to be underscore D-I-F-P at, um, for the Down in Front podcast. We have a Reddit at downinfront.reddit.com. We also have an email address. So if you have any sort of rants, requests, or you just didn't like, you know, blew its face, that's okay. Uh, feel free to email us at downinfrontpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will be signing off, and uh, I will be your host for this evening. My name is Warren. I'm with my good friend, Josh. Good night, all. Uh, Jesse. Good night, everybody. And Mike. Howdy, how? Bye, and we'll see you next week when we hopefully talk about Sausage Party. That should be fun. Sausage. Yeah, I like sausage. Yeah. Is that every one of our podcasts, sir? Hey, all.